yoga teachers, mindfulness leaders, and energy workers. Are you ready to stop side hustling and start making an income doing what you love? Welcome to the Marketing Off The Mat Podcast. Each week, your host, Jessica Cross, dives into conversations with successful creatives in wellness, business, marketing, and more to uncover practical methods to take your business from A to B and have some fun along the way. Grab some tea and pull up a seat. Let's dive into this episode. Welcome back to Marketing Off The Mat. It's Jessica, and I'm so glad that you're here and you're taking a moment to pop in your earbuds and listen to this episode because you're going to get so much out of it. So today we have the incredible Dagmar Spenberg on the show. Dagmar is a 500-hour ERYT and the founder of Montezuma Yoga in Costa Rica. She spent a lot of time on some detours in her professional career, but ended up finding herself in Costa Rica leading yoga. You are going to get so much out of this episode. She shares her journey, her story, and why she finds that it is so important for teachers to share their own unique story in their marketing and in their classes, because that is how we actually make a connection with our students. So let's take a listen. Hey, Dagmar, how are you? I'm great, thank you. Good, I'm so glad that you're here. Thanks so much for your time. Well, thank you for inviting me. I love your podcast, so I'm I'm honored to be here with you oh, today. Oh, that that's an honor in itself. So so thank you so much. Well, um, so we got to hear a little bit about you in the intro, but I know that's just you know the very tip of the iceberg. So tell us a little bit more about you and your career journey and how it brought you to today. All right, how am I going to make this long story short? Right. <laughs> so I I grew up in Germany. And, uh, and I remember when I was in Germany, you know, that I always dreamed of like palm trees and sunshine, which I thought is also normal if you grew up in Germany where the weather is most of the time not so great. And, uh, you know, and my family was, you know, a pretty normal middle class family. So I didn't have any exotic and living in Costa Rica or anything like that. And I was always just having this idea, like Germany is not my place, not really where I belong, but it took me many, many years to actually really act on it. So, you know, I, I studied uh, social work and then I realized pretty soon that that was not really what I wanted to do. Then I found a music business um, opportunity and I was driving around bands when I was 18, 19. And I always loved music and artists. And then that led to the next thing where I worked in a promotion company and I did like radio promotion. And that was all before the time of the internet. So it was really super fun, really great. I was married, the whole thing. And then I turned 30. And it's funny because I remember a friend to me said, wait till you turn 30, your life's gonna change. And I was like, why would it change? And then already when I turned between 29 and 30, so much came up and I just knew like now or never, like I, I don't want to settle. I don't want to have kids. My marriage was a little shaky and yeah, I don't know. And like I turned 30 and then I said, you know what? I'm leaving. I'm leaving my job. I'm leaving my husband now or never. I'm moving. And back in the day, I really thought I was going to go to Australia probably because I just wanted to get far away from Germany <laughs> and then uh, you know but luckily my ex-boss then talked to me for like one week and he said like you should go to LA and really the last thing on my mind was to go to America and he was like talking to me every day and he was like why you know there's no music business in Australia why don't you go to LA so in the end he said 
okay, I'll pay you for six months, $500 every month if you go to LA and make some contacts for us. So I was like, okay. So I went to LA and of course that didn't work out because nobody really cared about me being there trying to make contacts, right? But here I was in LA and luckily it was pretty far away because when I arrived in LA, I thought I made the biggest mistake of my life. <laughs> but I couldn't get on the next plane and just go back. So I was like, okay, I'll figure this out. Yeah, and then I met photographers and they asked me to represent them in the music business. They wanted to shoot bands. So I started another business as like a representative of photographers. And the best thing about moving to LA, I found yoga. So not thinking at all that I would become a yoga teacher, but just, you know, I was very often very lost and like kind of like, okay, what did I do? How am I going to make money? How, what's going to happen with my life? But the power was really to go to yoga and to meet all these interesting people that really all, you know, we had one thing in common. We all had left our countries to try to live a life of our dreams. So it was very empowering. And there was a strong feeling of belonging and connected to this beautiful yoga teacher who was always not just teaching a yoga class, but always reading something, introducing the philosophy. And really, I always say she showed me how to find beauty again. So it was a very transformative, very inspirational time. And I really feel like yoga saved my life, you know? And in that time, I also thought like, well, what's my thing? I've been my whole life supporting other people like artists and like musicians. And like, I feel like, I don't know, where's my creativity? I'm not good enough to be a photographer. I'm not good enough to be a musician. And I felt like I was hiding also behind um, all these creative people because it was easy if somebody didn't like the music, I was like, well, it's not my music <laughs> or the photos or something, you know? So I was always searching for this, like, what is my thing? What is my thing? So then I moved to New York and while I was living in New York, I took a vacation to Costa Rica and I had been in Costa Rica in 1991 in Montezuma the first time. And it really was like, the place where I felt like, wow, this is like, this is exactly the place of my dreams. But in 1991, it felt so far away from my life back then, you know, I was married and having my job and I was like, well, it's not for me, it's for everybody else. And I think, you know, it's important because once you, you know, you have a vision, you have a dream and it feels like not real. And then you see somebody else doing it, at least it gives you a little seat of like, ah, oh, Somebody else can do it. It exists, you know, even if you still feel it's not for you. So I went back to Montezuma in 2000 when I was living in New York. So nine years later, because I just always wanted to get back to this place. And yeah, and then things just started to fall into place. I got back there and fell in love with the place again. Fell in love with a guy who had a hotel. He was a Greek guy who I actually had met the first time in 1991. <laughs> but that's another story, but I did never think I would be together with him anyway. And so they had a hotel. The hotel had a beautiful pavilion that used to be a restaurant. It had a wooden floor and they didn't know what to do with the space. And back in the days, there was no yoga in Costa Rica. It was really all just party and very remote, no internet, no nothing. And so I thought, wow, if I would move here, like, what would I miss the most? And I thought, well, of course, yoga, because yoga was my life, my passion in New York. I went to yoga every day or five times a week. And my teacher in New York was Elena Brower, 
who wasn't so big then yet. So I approached her and I said, you know, I, I went to this place in Costa Rica. It's amazing. It's beautiful. Do you want to do a retreat? I'll organize it for you. And she said, yes. So, you know, amazingly, again, from this background of like, you know, supporting other people, promoting other people, I thought like, oh, I'll shift it from photographers and musicians to yoga teachers. <laughs> Still not thinking that I would become a teacher. And then Elena came and it was right after September 11 had happened when I basically went back to New York and lost everything. And I knew like, okay, now it's time to pack my bags and to jump in. I moved to Costa Rica. She came, she taught the retreat and she said to me like, so what are you going to do? And I was like, I don't know, maybe I'll start a yoga business here and like bring teachers like you so that I can also keep my practice up. And then she said, you're going to be an amazing teacher. Here's the Anisara teacher training manual. Just study it and start teaching. And I was like, what, me? And, uh, and then I did because there was really no other option there, right? And I thought like, okay, I mean, I love yoga. Why not? So I started with classes twice a week for free and people liked it. And it was really scary because all of a sudden there was nothing I could hide behind. So it was really like, okay, now I'm teaching yoga. Now it's about me. <laughs> And that was scary, but then also so much fun that I was like, finally, I found my thing. Like I would have never thought, you know, but somehow, I, you know, things fell into place. And that to me really, that's why I love to share the story. That's really like, you know, when I remember like being German and like making things happen, one of the things yoga taught me was to like trust, to soften, to let things flow. And it was in the beginning, I was like, mm, I don't really know if that works. And then the more yoga I did, the more things really just started to fall into place. And then ultimately, when I had this opportunity in Costa Rica, I was like, wow, I could have never planned this. If anybody would have said that to me 20 years ago, you'll be like a yoga teacher in Costa Rica. I would be like, what? And they happen if you're open, if you're open to, you know, recognize opportunities, if you go with the flow. And then I was like, that's what I want to teach people. So I really enjoyed being a yoga teacher because I was like, that's going to be my focus, really to encourage people to, yeah, follow their dreams and live their dreams and to trust and to not be so pushing always and like it has to be this way, but to, you know, stay open. That's the practice to smell the flowers on the way straightforward right oh I love your story so much oh my gosh you've you've just had like almost I, several different lifetimes within in your own lifetime that's so fascinating how you went from you know music promoter married living in Germany to LA New York and then bringing yo basically bringing yoga on on your own to Costa Rica that is incredible Thank you. Yeah, I was really one of the pioneers. I mean, back then we were maybe in, so I was the only one in Montezuma, but then there was maybe like five other yoga teachers in Costa Rica and we would always gather in the capital. And it's really amazing, like, because we really kind of helped bring it to Costa Rica. And when you come to Costa Rica now, you don't, you cannot even imagine as yoga everywhere. You know? yeah. so it's amazing how it has changed. And I'm so happy it did change so much because it's, just the more people, the better, right? Yes, yes. And I, and I love that mindset too. Like it, I think um, if you hadn't had listened to those glimpses and, you know, understood that it's not all about the, you know, the pushing, as you were saying, you know, who knows what, what could have happened to yoga in Costa Rica. And then also 
what would have happened to all those students that you never got to meet or to teach? Exactly. Yeah, and that's really the, the biggest gift of this profession is like meeting all these amazing people. It be, it, because, you know, I struggled for a long time as so I was like, oh, it's so transient. These people come, I never know. They'd like come to one class, two classes. Maybe they stay for a month and then they're gone. But it's also amazing how many lives I've touched and how sometimes I get letters or emails years later, even and people say like, I'm still thinking about that week in Montezuma and the classes with you. And by the way, I wanted to tell you, I became a yoga teacher too. I was so inspired or whatever, like, or I'm still doing your videos or like, you know, and it's so heartwarming because we really truly never know how many people we touch. And, you know, and it's like, yeah, it's like, you got to share your dream. You got to share your passion and inspire other people to do the same. Right. So I feel that's kind of my mission. Oh my goodness. And it's a beautiful one at that. And I'm so glad that you, you listened to, to all of those inclinations that this, this is your path because we wouldn't be talking today if you hadn't. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Oh, so cool. So, you know, one of the things that I love about the story is something that you're very passionate about is teaching other teachers to tell their story and that really the the gold the thing that we're looking for might be in that very narrative that we might be afraid to share so how do you help teachers uncover this story and share it in an authentic way yeah, well, I think it's important to know. I remember when I started teaching, the, the the being afraid of like, I'm not good enough. I need to know it all. I need to know anatomy. I need to know philosophy. I need to like have beautiful quotes to share. And it was so stressful on me to just kind of feel like I need to serve everybody. Whoever needs to come to my class needs to be happy afterwards. And it's really incredible. It's like impossible. And, you know, you have to let that go. And I see that in a lot of younger teachers that there's this pressure of like, how am I going to like make some, create something for everyone? And, and how we also like look so much like, I want to be like Elena Brower or like whoever else, you know, and it's like, because we're so scared to just be ourselves. But then, like you said, me sharing my story, you find that inspiring. And we all have a story. We all have a story, for example, how yoga has changed our life how yoga has been a part of a journey. And so you can, you can start if you're a new teacher to really teach that, to teach like, okay, how has yoga impacted your life? And was it something that had to do with your body? Was it something why you love anatomy so much? Was it the philosophy? You know, is that an intellectual approach for you? Or is it just how you live your life integrating yoga? And for me, you know, for the longest time, I struggle because I'm not really the anatomy specialist i'm not really like i cannot tell you all the bhagavad gita stories and all the philosophy but for me yoga has always been an energetic thing you know and once i let go of this expectation i was like okay i'm gonna share how yoga has impacted my life i'm going to share my story and i want to help people to reconnect to their intuition so there's a certain group of people that once you know, connects with that and it connects with that because I share it. So I always say to new teachers, if you don't really share your path, your journey, what yoga has done to you, and you try to really stay on this like broad spectrum that yoga really is, you will attract all these different people, but you will always have the pressure of like trying to please them all. And so when you try to find, you know, your story and the gold in your story, and you can find that by just writing down your story, writing down 
all those moments in your life that was really like, yeah, those important moments when you know, like, oops, something shifted. I made a leap. I made a step. How did yoga help me with that? Then you kind of uncover the gold in your story and what kind of people maybe will be attracted to your story. And that's how you grow your community. And yes, maybe you will not reach the person that wants to learn more about anatomy, but that's okay because there's other teachers for that, you know, and, uh, and that's the beauty and the curse of yoga that there's just such a variety, you know, but yeah, I mean, I think that's my main tip I would give to new teachers to really uncover their own story and not to be afraid to share it because if we're teaching at people, you know, which happens like, you know, I remember my first class and I was like reading, you know, texts from like the Bhagavad Gita. And it was really like, I'm reading at these people because I think that's what they want to hear and hiding myself behind that was a different feeling also in teaching the class. And once you really teach from your heart and from your story and from your passion, it just flows it just flows naturally. And it also shows you more authentic and more human more vulnerable, which is also a way that people connect rather with you. I mean, who connects to these people that are like these perfect, glossy, <laughs> I can do it all, I live the perfect life people. I mean, they're scary, right? I mean, I don't know, I, I find that a bit scary when I look through Instagram sometimes and it's like, yeah, well, you know, maybe other people connect to that, but I don't. And I can only share really my journey and what I connect with and how I can help people, you know, to, yeah, inspire with their story. I believe, you know, storytelling, it's a good, uh, it's a good journey. Yes. Oh, that, that's so generous. I, I love that. And, you know, I, I can still relate to, you know, scrolling through Instagram and seeing these beautiful shapes that people are making. And, you know, to me, I'm like, well, that's very pretty, but I just don't connect. Like I, I, I'm like, well, tell me more about you person making the shape. <laughs> tell exactly. me more about, you know, like what, what does that do? What does that do for you? Or tell me the story about the first time you approached that and <laughs> how scary it was. And then I'm like, exactly. oh, okay. So, you know, there's a human behind the screen exactly. that I really want to connect with. So how do you, so let's say maybe you have an Instagram account and you're listening and you're like, you know, I really just do share photos of myself in asana. Like what, how does someone kind of overcome this like, idea that they need to be perfect or they don't really need to share that much of themselves. How do they overcome that and start sharing from, from a, like a place of truth? Well, it depends what you're doing as a yoga teacher. I mean, if you have regular classes, you can, you can start sharing more of yourself in like that space. If you don't want to do it on social media, you just start in your classes to maybe tell a little bit more of your story or if you run a retreat, you know, if you run a retreat, you spend a week with people in a place you got to be authentic. You got to share a little bit your personality. You cannot just perform beautiful poses. So that can be all encouraging. And because the thing is, once you start sharing from your heart, you will see how people respond to that. And that will, if you, you know, that will give you the confidence and the trust that, oh, it's actually nice. Because also asking yourself, well, what are you connecting with in other people? Even if you love all these amazing people with the beautiful poses on Instagram, like, but what is what is behind it that you connect with? Why are you connecting with that? Is it their strengths? Is it the grace behind that? Is it because they're beautiful locations and you like to travel 
So, you know, figuring out what is it that attracts you to that person, because there's always a story behind that. And how does that relate to your own story, you know? Yeah, that make that, sense? No, it does. Yes, it totally does. And, and two, some, you know, sometimes I talk to teachers, they're like, well, I don't really want to put out, you know, all of the, you know, really vulnerable things that, because we all have things that are, you know, very personal in our lives. And it's like, we, you know, we're not asking you to share all, you know, all of your dirty laundry. It could just be as simple as, you know, as you're saying, you connect to this person because you love to travel and you're interested in the places that they've traveled and there's stories behind those trips. It can be so, it could, it could be so much more simple than, you know, just airing your dirty laundry for all of your students. <laughs> That's a very good point because I think it's a really fine line. But what I find is a good tool maybe for that is like I usually share those stories or those vulnerable moments when I'm kind of moved on from it, when I found a solution for it, you know. So I'm not going to be on Instagram and be like, I'm really upset today because my boyfriend left me, whatever, la, 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 you know. But like when my studio closed, the moment that I found out that my studio closed after 20 years, you know, I shared very little. I was just like, okay, I'm in like, you know, in a challenging place, you know, and I made it positive. I made it like, okay, but it's part of the journey. We all have changes right now. We're all going through changes. I'm going through this and I'll keep you posted how that goes. And once I felt like, okay, the grieving or the main grieving was kind of like done, I posted it from that point. I was like, I've just learned that actually I've been really sad about closing my studio, but these are the things that really helped me. And then I've told them that I put my favorite music on and I did a lot of movement and that, you know, whatever it, it was that I did. And I think that is a different way instead of just throwing your stuff at them. I don't mean that at all, but it's like, you know, I think that's, we all need to reconnect to people that go through challenges. That's why we watch movies with superheroes because we want at the same time we want to find the the moment in the story where somebody found a solution to a problem and uh you know and i think that that is helpful like okay what's the tool i can give you you know and it's funny because you know a year ago i i was not in this transition and people were going through so many changes and i was like yeah I, we've all gone through changes i totally relate you know because we've all done it and blah 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 and then all of a sudden bang i was like okay now I'm in the middle of transition and I know how that feels. And it was also a really good reminder for me because like, okay, so how am I, you know, letting my community participate in a way that's still uplifting or inspiring and not just like, you know, I'm sad and like, you know, and it was incredible. It was incredible. The support I also got back from, you know, sharing that and the inspiration that people said, oh, I'm, I'm so glad because we always feel like, oh, I'm alone, I'm the only one going through this and we're going through this spiral. And then if somebody else says like, oh, actually, I totally relate because I'm going through the same thing, it's so helpful. But it, it doesn't is. happen if you don't share, right? If you keep everything to yourself and you only show what you want to show, there's just no connection. There's, you know, what are people gonna, what's the goal that somebody can take from your experience, you know? Yeah, that's, a, that's such good advice. I, I feel like, you know, that the Instagram age, it can feel very much like we're just looking at a highlight reel. And that's not what's going to build your connection with your students. It's these vulnerable moments that you've, 
either gone past already, which is an amazing tip, um, or you're in it and you're like, you know, this is happening right now. I'll keep you posted. And, you know, you just kind of you're processing without throwing, as you said, all of your stuff <laughs> without solutions. Cause that, you know, that's really not helpful for, for anyone and it kind of brings down the collective a bit. So that's such good advice. Thank you. Yeah. And the community also loves to see that they can help you. I remember because I was teaching, I teach online on Zoom two, three times a week. And during the, the time that I was going through this change, I was very tempted to cancel my classes. And I was like, no, 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 because, you know, I was spiraling down too. And I would show up in my Zoom classes and I have this like beautiful, steady community. And I would just say like, okay, today we're going to do a gentle practice because I'm having like a tough day and I feel like I need some grounding and hopefully you will like that too. And they were like so supportive of me. And like every time I taught my class, I felt better afterwards just for like showing up because that's the same thing too. Even the moments I felt like just pulling the cover over my head, I was like, no, 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 I'm going to show up. I have tools. And then moving myself and doing the practice and being there for others really helped me to move through my own stuff. So, I mean, how lucky we are to have such a really supportive community. I feel that's also really something about the yoga community that's just so part of it. We, we want to find beauty. We want to encourage each other. We want to lift each other up. So it's great. I mean, how blessed we are. <laughs> it's true. It's, it's true. I, I can't think of many other professions that have, have, you know, have that, unique quality to it that we can we can kind of process the things that we all experience as humans no matter what profession that we're in and um, have have people kind of back you up when you're you're feeling feeling all the things that we feel as we're going through things like transition it's so great yeah True. and and it's a choice i think too because sometimes during the last two years when life was so challenging for us you know my boyfriend sometimes would be like oh yeah are you in your yoga bubble and i'd be like oh yeah, maybe I'm really just in my yoga bubble and I'm just like not really aware of like the, the, the heaviness of the world, which was not true. But then I was like, okay, if I can choose to show up and be like a little beacon of light in my community that does the same thing and tries also to lift me up, or I have the choice to sit in front of the TV and watch the news all day. Well, what choice am I going to make? I go to my yoga bubble, yeah. <laughs> which doesn't mean that I don't know what's going on in the world, but still it's like really... Like that's the yoga practice too. It's like choosing the things that are truly nourishing for you and really like bringing you, you know, further and like helping other people as well. It's a choice, but it's the choice I made. And why wouldn't I, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. That's so true. And I think that, you know, that is uh, you know, really beautiful way that you put that is that is, this is also a practice, you know, what we take in, um, what we put out, you know, in terms of, you know, taking in media or the stories that we're sharing in our classes or in social media too. It's like, it's all a part of the practice. Such a nice way to put it. So what, if you had, if you had one thing that you could go back to in your former, former life, any former version of you, and you could go back and tell her, just a little something that would keep her from having a few sleepless nights or a headache or two, what would it be? Trust your intuition. Really, I mean, those moments when I was like in my head and I was trying to figure things out and trying to control and have the idea and know everything, 
you know, it's okay not to know. It's okay to be in this empty space. That's not even empty. There's so much gold in that space too, you know, and just trust, trust yourself that like, you know, and really remember also, okay, it's not the first time I'm having a challenging situation. What did I do last time when that happened or something similar happened? And kind of like knowing, okay, I can pick myself up because we've all gone through challenges in life and also really not being afraid to ask for help because really when I look back at those moments that were really, really tough in my life, I always had at least one or two people that really inspired me. And I would go to them and like, even, you know, for relationships or something, be like, what's your secret? Like, what are you doing? I would just like not be afraid to ask them and just really try to learn and try to grow. And, and you know, I worked with coaches sometimes in my life when I really felt like, okay, I'm just going in circles. I need somebody to just give me a different perspective, you know. So, and I feel we're also living in such a beautiful time where there's so much support out there from like, you know, high expensive paid programs to also really a lot of free content, so much community building um, programs, classes, you know, I mean, we can really find our tribe and find our people and uh and we should you know so i mean for me that really saved me too there's so many people i'm like forever grateful that i met them on my path and some will stay forever and some are just really right there to give you the next push you know yeah yeah that, those are those are amazing tips and it is such a gift you know for all the things that have happened during the pandemic that were absolutely terrible i think there's so much beauty in the connections that we've been able to, you know, form, you know, no matter the miles. And it's, it's a, it's a really beautiful thing. It's like, take, take support. It, it, I think that's, you know, something that we can all learn uh, to kind of lean into, especially I think as, you know, women entrepreneurs, as, you know, teachers, I feel like, you know, can feel a little bit like a lone wolf. So, you know, reaching out, building community, getting a coach, just taking support in any way that it's available to you can really help help you move forward. So yeah, good. And really also don't be afraid not to know. Sometimes yeah. all you can do is be quiet and still and just accept that you're not knowing. <laughs> and, you know, and that's something we're so like, so focused on fixing problems. So that that can also become so addictive of like, okay, oh, there's a problem, like how am I going to fix it? I, I see that in kids too with, you know, where we're like, I, I remember as a kid, I was bored so many times, but it's also good to be bored sometimes. And we've kind of lost to be comfortable with like not doing, just being, not knowing, not being in control. And it's something that we also need to learn again. So yes, there's the one side that, like, okay, if you know what your next steps are, find somebody to help you to get there. But also learn to be in this in-between transition place of like, okay, I don't know right now. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's a practice on its own for sure. For sure it is. And I think, yeah. uh, as you said, it's something for us to, to learn, to, to relearn is to, to just be with what is and not have to diagnose or try to fix or change just to allow. And that's, that's definitely some work I've got to do. <laughs> I'm sure we all do. <laughs> I'm still doing it. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> that's so generous. 
It never stops. I know it doesn't. It really doesn't. So tell me what kind of cool things you have coming up that we could be a part of and how can we find you? Well, the best way to find me is uh, probably my website, which is dagmarspremberg.com. And there you find links to, uh, you know, my yoga retreats. I'll do a few retreats in Europe. I have a retreat coming up in Costa Rica in December. I, uh, I offer online Zoom classes regularly with, with a really beautiful international community because I have people in Germany and Italy and Canada and everywhere. And it's so nice always to see where everybody comes from. Uh, I have yoga videos on YouTube. And if people go to my website, they can sign up for like a little video series, which is free. And that's a really good start. It's a beautiful package. So if people want to get like some jungle Costa Rica vibes into their living room, longing for the beach, not able to go there right now. Um, they will get like three videos. One is a video filmed on the beach. That's an energizing vinyasa flow. Another one is a video, uh, a yin yoga practice that is like calming and about softening. And the other one is a jungle meditation, a 10 minute meditation to the sounds of the jungle. That is a beautiful practice. So that's for free and people can download it when they go to my website. And uh, yeah, and then those are like mainly the things every January, I run a five week mentorship program called Spark Your Life, where we really dive a little bit deeper. It's kind of like a yoga retreat to be integrated into your home for five weeks. So we do journaling exercises and kinds of things. And uh, yeah, so those are like the things and I'm always creating some new stuff. I love connecting. Connection is my my pleasure, my passion. And uh, yeah, and people can find me on Instagram on the Montezuma Yoga and feel free to reach out to me and just message me. Oh, thank you. Those are amazing opportunities to work with you. So I'll be sure to include those in the show notes so people can check them out and as well as your Instagram handle so they can follow along. And thank you so much. This was just a blast chatting with you and you're just such a light. So thank you for, for doing what it is that you do. We're so grateful. Oh, thank you for having me and uh, for doing this beautiful podcast and bringing all these stories into the world. It was a pleasure. Thank you. I had so much fun learning from Dagmar and I hope that you did too. Go give her a follow on Instagram. It's at Montezuma Yoga and her website is dagmarspenberg.com where you can check out her upcoming mentorship, Spark Your Life. It has a big following. And if you resonated with her story today, she just might be the mentor for you. So go give her a shout and learn a little bit more about what she has to offer. And send me a DM on Instagram if you enjoyed the show and tell me something that you got out of it. Are you thinking about sharing your personal story? How do you think that might help you connect with your future students? I'd love to know more. You can reach out on Instagram. It's at jessicacross.co. Otherwise, I'll catch you on the next episode. Take care until then and keep showing up. Thanks for listening to the Marketing Off the Mat podcast and give yourself some gratitude for taking action in your wellness business journey. Please share this episode with someone you know who could use a fresh dose of inspiration. And we'd be thrilled if you would rate, review, and subscribe to Marketing Off the Mat on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Want to share an idea with Jessica? DM her at jessicacross.co on Instagram to continue the conversation or find out how she can help you take the next right step in your business. Until next time, stay inspired and keep showing up.